Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao i'm eddie brock i'm a reporter i always seem to find myself questioning something the government may not be looking at i found something really bad going on everybody welcome to another great edition of at the movies always brought to you by sideshow conversations it's your host with the most mr eddie brock himself traveling from new york city all the way down to san francisco val cisco (laughs) no pun intended full pun intended and today we're going to be talking about the latest superhero film if you want to call it that from Sony Pictures associated with Marvel. This is Venom. Yeah, guys, we're going to be talking about this movie. I know it just came out. I won't go too much into spoilers, but I will put a little bit of a spoiler bumper on it. We'll be talking about a lot of things that are happening with this movie, so if you haven't watched it yet, or if you're just curious but you want to hear the podcast on a later day, please, please, please either uh, pause this, watch the movie, come back to us. But I'm going to play the little spoiler bumper so you guys know right now. Ben here. 
announcing the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And break the bat after. All right, all right. We kind of got that out the way. Let's kind of talk about the movie, why don't we? Venom is a 2018 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character of the same name, produced by Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel Entertainment. It's also distributed by Sony Pictures. It is intended to be the first film in the Sony Marvel Extended Universe. So, first of many films, and we'll talk about that a little later. But for right now, this is something totally different from what we're getting in the Disney side of tracks. So we're not going to be getting the you know the Chris Evans, the Robert Downey Juniors, and things of the world. It's going to be their own little slice of the pie in their own MCU. Of course, the film stars Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, aka Venom. Alongside Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, Scott Hayes, and Reed Scott. In Venom, a journalist by the name of Eddie Brock is bound to an alien symbiote. Symbiote? Symbiote? However you want to pronounce it. That gives him superpowers. In a way. In a way. I wouldn't call them superpowers. But we'll leave it like that right there. So... Let's talk about this movie. We won't go too much in the spoiler territory, just on my thoughts about it, certain segments, and what I liked and what I definitely did not like. So let's talk about performance-wise. Performance-wise, with Tom Hardy being the star of this movie, you know what? I didn't mind it whatsoever, you know? He plays a fun Eddie Brock. I enjoyed it. Um, you get a little backstory of why he's in San Francisco. His relationship with Michelle Williams is not that bad whatsoever. When you first get into the movie, you actually feel these characters are deeply in love. You know, even though Eddie has a shady past in New York, quote-unquote, he got ran out of New York. So, a little Easter egg that kind of drop on us right there. He's kind of set his own ways in San Francisco. He's kind of like a, like a TMZ reporter, if you will. You know, he has the Eddie Brock show, kind of like a, like an on-the-go kind of uh, Nightcrawler-esque um, interview on the fly. You know, he'll go ask people questions, record, write in their face, trying to be the best investigative reporter in San Francisco. So, you know, at the moment in time, he's on top of the world. He has a good apartment, he has a cat, you know, he's living pretty darn good. It also shows that... With Tom Hardy's portrayal as Eddie Brock, he has a lot of morals. He always tries to do the right thing, which is, in a way, when you first meet Eddie Brock in the comic books, hell, in the animated series, he's kind of a jerk, you know, he's kind of a dickhead. You know, he's kind of looking for the easy way out, kind of scheming. Even though he may have okay intentions, he's more of a schemer. So looking at this here, a little bit of a departure. Because, you know, he has such an open heart and is such a go-getter and is always trying to look out for the little man and trying to find the right story, the true story, not cutting edges. So it's uh, it's a little bit different, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not used to it, though. You know, I, I would have rather had the bitterness that, you know, really uh, exuberates from Eddie Brock when you read his dialogue or when you look at him in the animated series. This right here, he seemed like a likable guy, and I get it. You're selling movies, you're selling tickets, 
the kids have to have someone to kind of feel attached to. You know, that guy, you know, he's a little crazy, but he's not that bad. Although uh, it is a departure from the character, I do enjoy his performance throughout the whole movie, whether his his reactions to um, situations, his reaction to the suit, his reaction to talking to the symbiote, you know, it's very well. He, he acts so well. You know, Tom Hardy, great actor. Great, great, great actor. Very underrated. Um, I just feel the direction was not proper for... The story arc going in later on. I feel like it was kind of chopped up a tad bit. And there was not enough meat for Eddie Brock. For the character or for Venom to really act with. Uh, It just felt felt like a guy that was on a screen jumping around. And you guys can see that yourself. I won't spoil too much on it. But that's how I felt about it. There was not enough meat on the bone in the middle and the end of the movie. To be captivated by Eddie Brock. Um... You know, we have, you know, Riz Ahmed's character, who is, you know, very much a cut corners kind of guy. You know, works for the Life Foundation. Someone that has found the symbiotes, not just one, but I believe four of them. Collects three of them, but one escapes. We'll remember that for a little later as well, too. So he has a few symbiotes already in containers that he found on a space exploration. Um, there's little name drops as well, too. You're going to see that, but they really don't mean anything. I'm not too sure what we're going to get for that. Like I said, the Spider-Man universe, it's its all up in the air right now. We definitely have Spider-Man in the next movie, uh, Far From Home, going to be produced by Marvel and Disney uh, with little association with Sony, I believe. So we definitely know that they're kind of separate from what they're doing in this universe. So... The name drops that they are having, I'm not too sure if it makes sense or not. But it's fun to throw those little Easter eggs out there for those who have read the comics and read somewhat of, remember somewhat of the origin of the symbiote. Um, so yeah, we, um, you know, Riz Ahmed's character as well too, very um, uh, a business tycoon, Carlton Drake. You know, Eddie Brock immediately gets a chance to interview him by his uh, firm, and basically he's like, no, I'm not going to interview him, he's a bad guy, he does a lot of illegal crimes, this is not the story that I want to represent, I'm all about truth and facts, and I'll never get that from him, which is crazy, because like I said... Eddie Brock is kind of a scumbag at first. You know, he'll take that story for a good paycheck. This is Eddie Brock with morals. But um, ultimately, he does try to um, interview um, Carlton Drake and exposes a lot of his secrets in which he gets blacklisted from San Francisco. No news outlet will take him. Hell, he can't even get a job as a dishwasher because he's so blacklisted. So we get that. We get the breakdown of a depressed, drunken Eddie Brock um, toward, I want to say, maybe a half an hour into the movie. Um... At the same time, like I said, that character, he's very captivating, just looks like he makes a lot of immature mistakes, and I'm not sure if that's what the director is going for with uh, Riz Ahmed's character. I feel like there should have been more meat to his uh, character as well, too. wasn't as fleshed out as I wanted it to be. I get it. He just doesn't care. He does, it's all about numbers and making money, or l- trying to be the best scientist that he can be as well, too. But I felt like there wasn't enough motivation for him to do the things, or for him to be as cold as he was. Um, those are really the ones that stood out the most. I mean, Michelle 
Michelle's character as well too. She was just fantastic in my own opinion. You know, she uh, she's just a breath of fresh air. You know, her smile, uh, her warmth, her her attraction to Eddie, her her betrayal when Eddie you know you know kind of uses her information to um, find or frame. Riz Ahmed's character to ultimately get some blacklisted, um, you feel that betrayal of a woman like that. I was like, damn, you know, I love you. I, got, I gave you everything. You kind of slapped me in the face, Eddie. Come on now. What are you doing over here? So, you know, she was also a great character. Um, that's really about it for the character development, though. Like, everybody else was very beat by beat, paint by numbers, you know, whether it's like, you know, XYZ bad guy that gets messed up, you know. Um, there's an arc with a symbiote that escaped from one of those missions and is on Earth, and this symbiote can hop to different hosts, um, just host to host to host willy-nilly, which is a little weird as well, too, because usually these hosts in the comic books, they kind of give you cancer in a way. Um, and I see this type of symbiote. It's never... Well, I believe that symbiote was the Riot symbiote. Um, that's not a spoiler right there. People already knew that the Riot symbiote was going to be in this movie along with other symbiotes. They showed it in the trailers. Um, it was just very different. Very, very, very different. Um, so that one's just trying to search for the other symbiotes or search for Riz Ahmed's character, I guess. Um to formulate an ultimate plan that you'll definitely hear about later on when you watch the movie. Um, so let's get out of that because you guys are going to watch the movie anyway. Let's get into um, the meat of it of Venom and Eddie Brock forming together. It's very anticlimactic, honestly. It really is. It's not like, you know, comic books where Eddie Brock is, you know, crying in a church and, you know, just cursing somebody's name out and the symbiote's attracted to that anger and depression. No, we're not getting that whatsoever. It's just <laughs> a symbiote that he's investigating and he winds up accidentally getting it and it hooks to him like, like an addict in a way. And... They're off. They're off running. The symbiote already attaches himself and is already controlled Eddie's body. And it's weird because it's more of dual personalities more than the We Are Venom logo that you get everywhere. It's not really We Are Venom. It's mostly the symbiote taking control of Eddie. And Eddie not really knowing what the hell he's doing half the time. He's like, why am I here? Why do I have you? It's never that bond to saying we're doing this together. We're going to mess some stuff up. It's more like Eddie with uh, that dual personality saying, do I want to keep this symbiote? Do I not want to do this? You know, it, it's tough. It's really tough because when we first get Venom in the comics, I'm going to go back to the comics, guys. I love comics. They're a formation already. You know, they have one specific goal, which is I hate Spider-Man. So that's what bonds them together. This right here, we have a scared human attached with a, a symbiote who's homicidal. Which is fun. I get it. You know, you gotta show that duality, but I don't know. It just got a little old for me. Um, there's a lot of parts I don't agree with as well, too, with the symbiote. Uh, let's talk about the design right there. The design of the Ven Venom symbiote, symbiote is, to me, is very disproportioned. I, I was trying to like it when I first got that, te that teaser trailer. Uh, with him, you know, with the pancreas and liver and all that stuff and licking the guy's face about to eat him. You know, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then I actually saw the size of him. The size really bothered me. Uh, 
it looks like a CGI mess, in my opinion. So my might argue with me right now and say, oh, that was great. It's the best Venom I've ever seen. Guys, we don't have a lot of great representations of Venom on the big screen. So that's not saying much. You know, this is very much like how Michael Bay did the Ninja Turtles, where they were just big and bulky in a way. Um, I don't know. It just I, it never felt real to me. And, you know, we have movies out there. Hell, look at... I'll throw this right there. I know it's not fair, but look at the actual MCU. Look at Iron Man. Look at uh, Spider-Man. Hell, look at the Hulk. They actually look like they're on screen, whereas Venom looks like a CGI character. He looks fake, and it takes you out of the movie altogether. Um, it's, there's many shots where like it's just very disproportionate. There's one shot where he's really bulky. There's one shot where he's really lean and tall. The face... I feel like they never got the face correct from the original Todd McFarlane drawing, you know, that long jawed with the teeth and the grin. You know, they, they try to do it as much as possible, but in my opinion, it just it didn't meet my expectations whatsoever. And of course, the one that kills me the most, and I know we're not going to get it, people, is because we didn't get the spider emblem on the chest. All right, let's, let, let me get into this rant right here. This is why I felt like this movie was going to kind of have an uphill battle. I said this months ago. It would be very difficult to do a Venom movie without Spider-Man, or at least with a Spider-Man origin with a symbiote suit first. This is why we have Venom. This is why Venom has most of his powers. Makes him a, a formidable enemy. Makes him a great anti-hero in, the, in, in, in a way as well, too. You know, This is why we get Lethal Protector, which we're, they're shooting for in this, uh, in this movie. Um, it, it feels like we got a cheap, fast version of what Venom would be without Spider-Man, and it just doesn't make sense. There's no chemistry with those characters. There's no real bond. There's no real goal together. Well, we're just going to stop the other symbiotes. That's really about it. No, fuck off. Um, that's just my interpretation. Another thing as well, too, is that you, I, I'm not a fan of like superhero movies where the doppelganger has to be your biggest foe. Where, you know, say if we're watching a Flash TV series, you know, we have to have a Zoom. We have to have a Reverse Flash or a Godspeed. You know, we have to have, you know... Um, oh, Malcolm Merlin for Green uh, for Green Arrow. You know we have to have a Bizarro for for Superman. I, I that gets tiring after a while. You could do it every once in a while, but for the first movie, you should have something a little bit more different. Now, Venom does not have a slew of of I want to say uh, foes or villains that um could really carry a franchise a lot of them are symbiotes and um, a lot of them are just marvel heroes which would have been fine as well too i just feel like they could have done something different and it was just one of those paint by number movies where it's like all right the, the one of the monsters fights the other type of monster hulk versus abomination in a way and it really took me out the movie as well too um not to say that the other symbiotes weren't fun, but, you know, you look at a, a symbiote like Riot. Riot's this big hulking figure, and we really don't get that. We really get, like, Carnage light, unfortunately. Um, and no spoiler for that, because you definitely see that in the trailer as well, too. You get to see Riot do, like, tendrils and and make his arms into axes and scythes and things of that nature. So it's no big spoiler. It's just very disappointing. Um... 
that's really about it as far as the character designs, like, just what didn't meet my expectations. The story was pretty okay for the first half an hour. Going into it, though, I didn't care too much about any character afterwards. I didn't care about any Brock's motivation or lack of. I didn't care about the symbiote's motivation. At first, he was all about world domination. And then he came about, you know what? I was a loser on my planet. Literally says that, guys. I was a loser symbiote on my planet. I like Earth, so I'm going to stick with you. Fuck out of here. And <laughs> um, it just it, it felt weird. It felt cheap. Um, I felt like... Okay, the anti-hero has to take down the corporation and also take down the other symbiotes as well, too. The love dynamic kind of just went out the window because there are other likable characters in this that you just don't really care about that anymore. Um, I don't know. There's characters that died that shouldn't have died. There's um, deaths that just didn't mean anything to me. There's a lot of Venom eating. Um, you get to see Venom really just devour some people, which... It's fun, but still, if the way they shot it is very much PG-13. I was trying to see where this movie would have went if it was rated R, if it finally got that rated R stamp of approval. But with a story like this, I can't see that. What would you have done? Would you have just had Venom slash some throats or or one of the symbiotes really like wreak havoc on a body? Show, show some cancer shells of a cancer patient really grotesque? Like, what were you going to do? I don't see that whatsoever. If anything, I see that, hell, it deserved a PG-13 rating. Couldn't go any further. I don't see how it would have gotten pushed. Maybe with some cursing, that's about it. But, eh, we get a, uh, a couple of curses from Venom itself. Another thing I don't like, and this is just me being nitpicky right here, I don't like how the symbiote already knows English. It's weird, maybe? I don't know, like, maybe I was, a day of Bondi would have been fine. I feel like this movie was a span of three days. Like, you know, he gets the costume, runs from the cops, things are happening, day one's over, day two comes, day three is over as well. So we didn't get enough buildup. I felt that, you know, maybe we, we should have got the symbiote trying to understand the human language or understand Earth a little bit better. If anything, he just took to it like it was, like, his 10th, month on Rosetta Stone and knows everything now. Not even, like, his third year on Rosetta Stone knows everything. So, it's like, I don't know. Uh, it was very nitpicky on my part. I'm, I know I'm nitpicking this movie, but for good reasons, because I, did, I didn't enjoy it the way I wanted to. It didn't have a satisfied ending to me. I felt the ending was very blah, very cheap, very predictable, and I felt like, even though we get some Easter eggs toward the end of the movie, it still didn't give me the chills I wanted. Now, I know people are asking, did Carnage make an appearance in this movie? I will say, no. The Carnage symbiote did not make an appearance from what I saw. What I saw there was a couple of symbiotes that weren't used. I saw a, a yellowish symbiote, which I believe, in my opinion, that Scream. So that wasn't used whatsoever. And there was another symbiote that was blue that wasn't used as well, too. So... Uh, I'm assuming that's either a toxin or maybe another one that should have been um, Riot. Riot was unfortunately gray on this one, looking like an anti-venom. So very strange, crossing different breeds together in this movie. Um, so I did not see um, any parts of Venom actually leaking out to like maybe crawl to a, uh, a Cletus Cassidy. But I will say there are two 
post credit scenes. I won't spoil the first one because people, I guess, be pleasantly surprised. I really wasn't. In fact, um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It could be great. It could be great, but I'm not too sure how I feel about it. The second one is very interesting. Now I'll talk about that one. I'll spoil that one right now. Spoiler alert. 10,000 10, times right here. Um, one of the last end credit scenes is about in, uh, was Into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie that's coming out this December, which I found really weird. And you know what? It had nothing really to do with the movie, in my opinion. It was just, I want to say, a five-minute... I wouldn't even say it's a post-credit scene. It was like a five-minute scene um, of that movie of Miles and Peter and Peter rescuing... That's right, Miles rescuing rescuing an unconscious Peter. Um, so that way his identity is not seen by the cops. And there's a lot of, I guess comedy scenes of like them like slapstick comedy which i was trying to see where the venom connection was i know there was a prowler cameo in that movie as well too in that scene so there was no venom though so that has me thinking are they trying to maybe use the into the spider-verse as their maybe shared universe maybe we'll get a miles morales taking on a venom or a sinister sticks that could be something right there, which I wouldn't be opposed to whatsoever. If we're going to actually start making Miles a big figure, I would love that if we got that in the Sony-verse there. That would be cool. Um, I mean, here's the other rumor mill right now. We'll go into rumors here. The next set of movies are supposed to be villain movies as well, too, or anti-heroes. We're supposed to be getting a Michael Morbius, the living vampire movie um, played by Jared Leto. We're supposed to be getting a Craven the Hunter movie as well, too, which would be interesting. Hell, I would love to see a Craven movie. Maybe he's actually um, searching for the other symbiotes that were never used. And maybe they have hosts and maybe he's after the ultimate game. How awesome would it be if, you know, one of those symbiotes came to, like, the Bronx Zoo or, or I don't know, we go down to, like, the San France, uh, so San Diego Zoo when he, like, attaches himself to a rhinoceros or something like that. So you have, like, a, a symbiote rhinoceros and Craven has to take that down as the ultimate kill. That'd be awesome. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Will they do that? Probably not. But these are the expected films that are supposed to be happening. And it does seem that Sony does want a Sinister Six movie to come about this as well, too. How? I don't know. It's very frustrating to see that they're still trying to push for this this universe that they wanted to do with the Andrew Garfield universe that they um, dropped. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's very, very tough. My rating for this movie, though, um, I got to go with the Rotten Tomatoes, man, because Rotten Tomatoes gave this about a 23% so far, and the freshness, not that good. And um, me as a comic book fan, I went to go support it, of course. Me as a Venom fan, I went to go support it, but it wasn't my Venom. Um... It seems that they still really can't do that character character right, in my opinion. I feel like the CGI was very choppy. Um, I felt like the duality of the characters never meshed. I think one was too scared, the other one was too, too go, 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 and no one came together. Even at the end, when you see that... Uh, see them kind of like, you know, in secret still like hiding each other, like I'm still with you, no one else knows, you know, um, I don't know, it just, it just didn't mesh for me, I give it a 2 out of 5.
Yeah, I know I'm being harsh right there, two out of five, but after that first half an hour, I did not see anything redeeming about it. Not even the post-credit scene. People are going to be like, what the fuck, bro? You know, that post-credit scene was awesome. I can't wait. You know, it just wasn't me. The direction wasn't there. The 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 action wasn't there for me. Like, that's not what I wanted from a Venom movie. You know, maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I'm expecting, you know, straight out of the comic books. But hell, it makes more sense in a universe where Venom, there should be a universe with Spider-Man. Because, of course, Eddie Brock hates Peter Parker. Venom hates Spider-Man. It's like peanut butter and jelly. They go together. And when you take that aspect out, Venom is just a brooding character that's very strong and doesn't have a whole lot to do. And that's what half this movie was. Venom or Eddie Brock having a whole lot of nothing to do but just whine, complain, and make wisecracking jokes. Um, that's my rating right there, guys. I mean, go watch it. Hell, I got a free comic book out of the, the series right there. Uh, went there, saw it in 3D, actually, too, because I want that experience, guys. Went there, saw it in 3D, because I want, you know, I want these, you know, these tendrils, and these tentacles that pop out and get me in the face. I didn't get that whatsoever. Um, I see it in standard, guys. It wasn't that great in 3D. Uh, you get a comic book. I think if you go to AMC as well, too, they're promoting that of, like, you know, little spots of the movie as well, too, like little previews. So that's okay. I'm always down for a good comic book. But don't have your expectations too high. Um, don't set them too low. Just enjoy the movie for what it is. Um, try not to be a comic book fan. Try to think of this as an action movie for a little bit of comedy, a little bit of romance. And I think you'll be fine. But if you come in like me and... Let's love the character and love um, what McFarlane's done with that character and what other people have done with that character. It's tough. It's tough. You know, do I want to see another Tom Hardy performance as this character? Not really. You know, I'm not even sure if I want to see a Venom on screen for a while because of the fact that we're getting this. Um, unless, you know, they, they you know, the Greenlight a sequel and the CGI is a tad bit better. You know, they shrink him down just a little bit more. Now he's not like 12 feet tall. You know, just reasonable reasonable sometimes less is more in these movies i don't know anyway guys that's really it about my review there hope you guys did enjoy it hope you guys do go out this weekend give it a chance let me know what you guys think about it let me know if i'm crazy to think that um this movie is a little bit of a letdown um i would love to hear that feedback and of course you guys can reach me at uh val cisco on on Instagram, uh, uncanny underscore v on Twitter, you can find me um, on Sideshow Conversations. Of course, this is my podcast on Anchor, on Spotify, and on iTunes. Sideshow Conversations is also on Instagram, where we post pictures and we have a lot of fun. And of course, Sideshow Conversations is on Facebook, where we have discussions. So. Guys, thank you once again for entering my mind, <laughs> uh, giving you a little piece of what I thought about this movie. Um, hopefully, 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 you know, we get a better, I want to say, direction after reviews do come in. Um, and hopefully, possibly, we could um, get on the right track when it comes to this Sony-verse. I would love that. Guys, it's been a pleasure. You take care. Have a good night. It's a little late over here in the Arizona, in the AZ. So I'm about to sign off. Take care. We are Venom.